been quite some time. Did you leave a message? I hope you did. That's probably why we haven't gotten back to you. <laughs> Hi! Hi! This is Trisha. This is Sophia. And we're almost, almost there. there! Yay! <laughs> Clap for us! <laughs> Trisha, what did you do this summer? Oh my gosh. Uh, I was in Japan. God damn you. And you were? At home. No, did you go to Vietnam recently? I went to Vietnam in May. Yeah, but that was still... That doesn't count, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. How was Japan? Japan was amazing. The food was great. Of course. And I missed you. You missed you more. I brought you back Kit Kats, but I forgot them. Yeah, that's the only thing I wanted because Kit Kats are my favorites. But that's fine. My heart is a little broken. Well. But then again, I don't remember if I brought you back anything from Vietnam. No, you didn't. See, then Rude. you didn't ask for anything. In you, my defense, I did ask for something. You didn't ask until I was already back. Nuh-uh. Yeah. No, I, oh my gosh. I'm about to bust out these text messages right oh, this minute. okay. Not gonna, yeah, exactly. I totally said <laughs> you better bring me something back. So what did you all eat in uh, Japan? Oh my gosh. It was sushi every day. Food was so good and so fresh. Yeah. I was eating sushi every single day. Are you sure you didn't have dolphin? I didn't order dolphin. <laughs> so you're not sure. But it was on the menu and no! I didn't order it. Oh, that's hurtful. What else did you do? I saw those, like, that picture in the tunnel, I think. Oh, no, that was a museum. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It was an amazing museum. It was all interactive. Like, there was one part where we drew fish and then they scanned like a... it and it was, like, swimming around. <gasps> that's rad. Yeah. Awesome. I want to go to Japan, but I don't. One day we'll take this podcast to <sighs> international. All right. So speaking of our prod, bo- ah, podcast, <laughs> we're here. It's to, it's been a while. It's gonna take yeah. time for us to get our diction back. Uh huh. Dick. Dick. Speaking of dick, today we're talking about our. We've moved on from our lessons, and now we're just gonna talk about. Why am I like this? <laughs> Why am I like this? How did I learn those lessons? Why? Why are we like this? Why has life molded us to be these monsters? And it's just like the misconceptions and the expectations that we had growing up about what reality or about what relationships and sex and love and all that stuff was supposed to be and then what we ended up getting. And it's always a letdown. Like you, like when they say you got to kiss a lot of frogs, they are not kidding. Oh, some people smell like they've been in a swampy sewer. It's not fun. So I was always afraid of sex, and I waited a long time to have it. I was almost 21 when I had sex for the first time. And I had known the young man since I was, like, seven. And I had a crush on him when I was a little kid. I just was, like, in love with him from the second I saw him. And I, um, he asked me to be his girlfriend, and like in third grade, he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was like, okay, because he was like super cute and a new boy, and I loved him. And then. Wait, he, so you lost it to your first boyfriend? Yeah. Aw. Yeah. That's cute. It is very cute. That's rare. It is. So, but it's not, it's not a cute story. So, strap in. Get it? Anyway, um, so he asked me to be his girlfriend, and then that day he's like, I want to kiss you behind the rec center. And I was like, okay. I was a little shy. I was like, sure, okay, boy wants to kiss me. I totally will because he's cute and I love him. And then he went around and told the entire class that we were going to kiss behind the rec center. And so, so had an audience? So, so here's the thing. So he said, you know, he told everybody, and then people started coming up to me and asking me, Oh, I heard that you were gonna kiss blah 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 behind the rec center this afternoon, and I was like, no, 
what? I don't even know what you're talking about. I was real upset because I was like, it's supposed to be a secret. It was supposed to be our secret. I don't want people to think I'm a whore. I didn't really think that because I was seven and I didn't know what a whore was, but I didn't want people to know that I was going to have kids and I didn't want them to watch. It was very <laughs> weird. So I, after school, I got up like really fast and just ran out of class and then he chased me out of class and I ran into the girl's bathroom and he kept yelling me to come out and I was like, nah, I won't do it. Like, I don't want to. And he goes, fine, I don't want to be your boyfriend anymore. And I was like, okay. Dang. So he broke my little heart. And he was one of those boys that just always teased and, like, pulled my hair and was mean. And I would come home almost every day with his skin underneath my fingernails because he just would bug me. And so I would scratch him because that was my only defense at the time. And we were in school until seventh grade together. And then I moved away. I moved to, whoa and behold, like 15 miles away. But that was an entire different country as far as I was concerned when I was 12. So we moved, and I lost track of everybody that I grew up with because I was in a different district. And then we came back three years later, and by some stroke of mad genius, I was literally living across the street from him. And then he became my first real official boyfriend. My parents knew about him. He wasn't allowed in the house. He could, <laughs> he could only visit me and visit the front porch, but then he had to leave after like 20 minutes. I would sneak out a lot to go visit him, but not very much. I guess, like in the grand scheme of things, because yeah. I was still too afraid. I was like, no, I'm going to get caught. I, I was too afraid to do anything bad. But so we broke up and got back together. It was like over the course of two years, we would break up after a few months and then get back together after a few and so forth and so on. And, you know, as 15-year-olds do, things happened. And I, I would allow things to happen to moi, but I would not reciprocate. I was uh -huh. very scared. So I was like, you know... Waist up stuff was fine at 15. Like, my boobs are great right now. They're the best they'll ever be. Let's just <laughs> flaunt them. And then um, we broke up finally, I think, when I was like 16 or 17. And he still lived across the street from me, so I would still see him every now and again. I still had his phone number. So one day when I was 20, July, no, I'm sorry, June of 2001, 2002, 2002. Yeah, 2002. 2003. Shit. Oh, my God. I lost it real late. Yeah, because I was almost 21. So it was June of 2003. Oh. We wanted to go. <laughs> I remember the exact date. I think date, we would have lost it around the same time. But you were younger than me. I so was younger. Very old. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So uh, my sisters, like, wanted to go play basketball. And I was like, okay. Uh, like, do you have a ball? No, but I can get one. So I went and I called him. And I was like, do you have a basketball I can borrow? And he goes, yeah, come over and get it. And I was like, okay. So I cross the street and I go to his house, but I didn't go to his house. Like I couldn't, his mom hated me. So I'd have to go back in the back of the alley. Uh -huh. So I went to the back alley and I got in the backyard and there was like a group of friends of his there. And I was like, okay, so hi. So I knew we were totally going to make out and that was totally fine because it was like, I need, oh, I need a little something. And next thing I know, we went into an RV that was parked in the backyard. I was like, okay, this is this is very strange. And then he puts down a towel. Oh, that's so romantic. It is. Then next thing I know, one of my pant legs is off and nothing else. And then, bada bing, bada boom, he just does. Like, we have sex. And then he stands up and he goes, first thing out of his fucking mouth, 
I thought you said you were a virgin. Mm. And I was like, excuse me? What? And he's like, well, you didn't bleed. And I was like, oh my God, this can't, this can't <laughs> be it. This cannot be the first thing that this boy that I have known for 13 years, who I have been desperately in love with for that time, uh-huh. tells me the first, after the first time I have sex with him. It just can't be. I didn't borrow a basketball. I just did a walk of shame back to my house. And that was it. Uh-huh. I was so bummed. I expected like that lovely, he kisses you lightly and is asking you if you're okay. And just there's music playing. But and, you got the towel. But I got a towel. And I got questioned about my sexual history. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I don't... I didn't understand. It it did not make any sense to me. And it didn't feel like anything. Like, it was bad. It was bad sex. It, was, it never gets good until, like, years later when, when you start you're demanding. <laughs> yeah. When you look a little to the left. You know what? I'll do it. It's fine. Yeah. Just, uh, you keep, you keep doing you. But that's, I wish that's the thing that, that I had been told, excuse me. I had been told that was okay that I should demand to enjoy myself because he's going to enjoy himself. Women are made to expect that they will not enjoy sex mm-hmm. their first time so they don't or know their how second. To demand what they want. So you're not you're not expecting even to have any kind of pleasure. Mm-hmm. So you can't demand anything. So that's a thing that I wish I had known. But movies every time were like. I always wanted my first time to be like loving basketball. <laughs> That's Max, a good one. Maxwell yeah. playing in the background and just like this beautiful boy just taking care of you. What just, are you playing for? Uh, Your heart. <laughs> <laughs> loving basketball is a great movie. <laughs> Love it. I don't care. It's one of the best soundtracks, period. Uh-huh. It's wonderful. But yeah, like that's what I thought. It was going to be sex and I understood that I was older than teenagers so maybe I was not romanticizing it enough and I was clear-headed enough where I was like well it hasn't happened so this wasn't supposed to be this way like yeah this was flower they were supposed to be flower petals and and underage champagne and just wonderful bubbles at least you were 21 and not like 14 15 16 because at least at that point you had the emotional intelligence and the maturity to understand that he was the dick. Yeah, it was a it was a hot mess. It was a problem, and I I did go back. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Maybe not that mature. Again, I was <laughs> I was desperately in love with this boy. Spoke too soon. You did. Uh, in hindsight, yes, it was like, why did you go? Back? Like, why did you you I you can be forgiven for going the first time, but why did you keep going back? It didn't mm-hmm. get better. But yeah, my expectations were high school romance. Um, you find out you're both in love with each other and you're the perfect partners and everything is fireworks and wonderful. And the reality was uh, I wasn't fully naked and um, I didn't get a chance to borrow a basketball. <laughs> so why are you like this? <laughs> because hindsight is twenty twenty, and at least I was able to eventually understand that you should demand uh-huh. things. You should put yourself first just for yourself. 
you know? Like, masturbation is wonderful. It is sex with somebody you love. It is... I like that. Mm-hmm. It is, I, that is stolen. I will not take credit. Oh. I don't remember where I saw it, but I do know that I, it's not from me. I'm not that clever. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's like a... It's okay to demand your own pleasure and fuck the haters. Like, if you're not going to give me what I want, then why the hell do I want to be here? There's nothing keeping me here. But yeah, that's that's what I learned. That's why I'm this way. And that's why my husband and I um, listen to each other. And like, that's why I married him because he can bone down pretty good. <laughs> that's good. He cares. That's important. He cares. That's very important. I think now though, like... At a certain point when you hit, like, your mid-twenties, dudes just want it as an ego stroke. Like, did you get to? Did you get to? It's like, <laughs> did you work at it? Because I don't remember <laughs> you working at it. Then no. And that boy. Oh, my God. That boy. Uh, eventually, um, I think I was, like, 26. Um, we hooked up one last time, and uh, I don't remember what I said to him. I was like, yeah. You know what? I'm really glad that you and I didn't end up together because I was super in love with you for a long time and I'm really, really glad that I did not end up with you. And he's like, why is that? I was like, well, because I would wait for you. Like, I thought, you know, eventually we were going to be, it was just going to be the two of us and we were going to be happily ever after. It just seemed like such a good romance, but now I'm like, absolutely, that's not right. He's like, so you're not waiting for me anymore? I'm like, a thousand percent no. I'm like, no offense, but I'm too good for you. And then you found out his balls smell weird. And then I found out his balls have always smelled weird. weird. And I had just <laughs> rose-colored sniff blockers on because I couldn't see it. But when I finally did, I told him to his face hole. I was like, I'm too good for you. I'm, yeah. I'm a better person than you are. So, bye. And then I didn't see him ever Not again. Not everybody gets that chance to uh, for that closure. But good for you. Thank you. I was very proud. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> what is what is your ball smell weird moment? Um, I think everyone's balls smell weird. That's <laughs> but not untrue. What I have learned in my past to as to why I'm like the way I am. So you and I have talked about this a lot about how we grew up in these very strict households mm-hmm. and. Also, my school, it wasn't, we didn't get necessarily abstinence-only sex education, Mm -hmm. but we did get sex education that was primarily focused on making sure you don't do it. Yeah. So, you know, they start with all the fears, like talking about the pre-cum. Yes! Oh my god! And so they talk about the pre-cum, like, oh, even if they just put it in, like, they're still come there and you can get pregnant. You can get STDs. Right? And then it's like, I remember so much about how, how, uh, yeah, HIV is rampant. I mean, you know, it was the early 90s when I had sex education at my old school. And so that was also like, during that whole sure. AIDS epidemic, you know? So I'll take... I understand that. But there wasn't so much a focus of, this is how you practice safe sex. Right. This is how you can prevent yourself from not getting pregnant. It was more like, if you do this once, you will get pregnant and you will have AIDS and you will have herpes and you'll have chlamydia and you will die. <laughs> you, will get, you will get AIDS and die. Yeah, you will get AIDS and die. And oh, like, Lord. Okay. So, of course, like, it, it just, 
increase my fear. I already have enough anxiety on my own, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, pair that all up with those more, more of those fears. And then also this whole feeling that maybe I'm just going to die a virgin. Because, one, it's probably just easier that way so that I don't get, I don't know, the clap and die or pass it off onto my offspring. But also, you know, there's the whole idea of no one's ever going to want you. Aww, poor little insecure Tisha. That is so offensive. See, all of that, Ugh. all of that was in my head. If I even do it once, you know, damaged goods again. You know? yep. Who's ever going to love you? You're not going to get into heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. All these things. Everything was bad. So I did lose my virginity at an earlier age, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the funniest part. Like, the first time that I did it, I want to say I didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> it was more like I got poked. Aww. Was it a micro-penis? It was, no, it wasn't the fact that it was a micro-penis. It was the fact that I got poked. I was into it. I was totally into it. Uh-huh. But then, the moment that, you know, that penetration happened, I could eat. I had all the anxiety wash over me, saying, you're going to get pregnant today. Oh, no. That's free come on there. You're probably going to have the clap, too. So, whatever. Like, I pushed him right off. No. And I was like, we can't. And then I, like, cried. Yeah. I cried for days, went to Your poor Catholic soul. I know. My poor Catholic soul. (laughs) I went to Planned Parenthood completely feeling ashamed of myself, got tested for HIV, everything, like full scope, got it. Oh my gosh. Right? You, okay. For being poked once. Yeah, that's cute. You (laughs) poor thing. There was no movement. It was just being, it really was, I let it in. And then I was like, oh wait, hold on. Might get HIV. (laughs) It's too late. (laughs) It's too late. I would just enjoyed I'll it. Never like recover. Oh, you're damaged goods. I'm damaged goods. And to be honest, like maybe that fear hasn't all hasn't necessarily went away. Yeah. Like I think I am the most sterile. Not sterile. That's not what I'm trying to say. What's the word? I'm just conservative. Very not conservative. <laughs> I'm not in a, in I've a... been around like, <laughs> one or two times, but it was more Paranoid? like. Yeah, I have that paranoia always on me, and then I uh, literally, every time there was a new partner, the very next day I was at Planned Parenthood or my Better doctor. Better be sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't just get tested once. I get tested twice, three times. You're great. I mean, it wasn't until, unless I was like in a... Actually, no, that's not even true. I was gonna. I was about to say, even when I was in a, it wasn't unless I was in a monogamous relationship where I was like, oh, you know, then I was very lax on my testing. That's not true. Because <laughs> any time that anxiety yeah. came over me, where I was like, is he cheating on me? Oh no! <laughs> and then instead of like addressing it with him, yep, go straight to the doctor. This is a coping mechanism tested. at this point. Yeah. And I'm like. As long as he hasn't given me anything, I guess I'm good. At least he's being careful if he is spreading it around. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I, I blame my upbringing. Yeah. I blame the somewhat abstinence-only type of sex education that I got. Because, I mean, even I, I also clearly remember 
that even in our in my sex ed class, they didn't show a penis. They didn't show a vagina. Oh, they showed I had a sperm class. and they showed an egg. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I never knew how it got there. <gasps> oh no! Until I was in high school, yeah. and I was like, "Oh shit, that's a penis." Yes. <laughs> so that's why I'm so weird in bed. Aww. I was like, "Oh, that's that's cool." I feel like I. I grew up in, like you said, like in a similar sort of very strict family. Yeah. I was likewise told my mom's favorite phrase was, you're going to, if you have sex and get pregnant, you're going to scratch your back with your own nails. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-mm, you're out of here. Like, if it's, if you get knocked up, that's on you. Yeah. And so that's, that's why I, I waited. Or like my parents would send me off to the Philippines so that they wouldn't have to deal with the shame. That was kind of the fear. I got kicked out. So that was, that was <laughs> mine. And I was like, I'm never moving out of here. You crazy. Free rent. <laughs> So I stayed, I was abstinent for a long, long time because of that. But my mom, uh, when we had our sex ed classes, she, there was like parent sex ed classes where they would teach you how to talk to your kids about sex and like STDs and pregnancies and stuff. My parent, my mom didn't exactly take the lesson from it that she should. She just took the fear lesson uh, (laughs) and she applied that pretty well. But it's I think not pre-cum. it's not pre cum. It's not pre But yeah, like I was always super nervous about getting pregnant. But after a while, I was like, I think I went the opposite route, and I was just like, yes, all of the day. You got a condom? Nah, eh, we'll worry about it. I dodged some bullets because I was I was careless. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. I was not perfect by any means. Then I was like, what's the point? Like. If fate has it in for me, fate has it in for me. I don't care. I would get tested and I was fine, but I would, like, every year, at least twice a year, I'd be like, oh, my God, am I pregnant? <laughs> I need a morning after pill. So I'd have to go and get one. And it wasn't that I was even, like, as for the first, so I only had two partners when I was first active, um, and then I had a very dry spell, a very long, very dry, very sad spell. So after that dry spell, when a homegirl got cute after her shape-ups, shout out again. <laughs> Sketch uh, eyes. <laughs> um, and I was out and about. I was like, I'm just, I've wasted so much time. I'm not going to do this anymore. I just, I got to live. I got to let my freak flag fly. So I have. And I'm like, it's whatever you like. I am not here to judge you. Whatever you're into, you live your best life. You like your hair getting pulled, that's great. You like a little finger up your butt, you know what? You do you. Mm-hmm. I have no qualms with anybody's kinks. Like, unless, yeah, I do. I have some qualms. Like, legal kinks are fine. Yeah. Consenting adult kinks are fine. If you're worried about getting pregnant, just get a uterus removal and you're fine. Yeah, but then the pre-cum. The so pre-cum can't make you pregnant if you ain't got no fallopian tubes. It can make other things. What can it make? It could give me the clap. Give me gonorrhea. You're not wrong. See? It's the pre-cum. But... Like, that's, like, if I was going to have a B-side scary movie, I'd call it the pre-cum. That is... <laughs> you're not entirely wrong, but I... That is not a world I want to live in, where I'm just constantly afraid in of the pre-cum. fear of the pre-cum. <laughs> that's a terrible world. <laughs> I'm... I honestly have oh, the biggest no. fear of the pre-cum. Like, well into my 20s. Girl, you're in your 30s. You still got it. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to yourself. That's terrible. Well, I'm sure Mr. Trisha... He's cool. ...is fine. Yeah. And if he's not, then just... If anything, I think he likes my super carefulness. 
You don't have a genital lice? Genital lice was but a big thing. maybe, maybe I'm super clean with all the stuff that I've done because of that fear of the pre-cum. Uh, and it's why I'm like this. Why we are why, like this. Well, that's the title of the thing. Yeah, that's, that's what we true. chose. So fine, why we're like this. Uh, an almost there season two exclusive. You have just been listening to your balls smell weird, which is the title of this first episode. Your we next you episode. Guys. We missed you guys. I know. And our next episode, go ahead, tell them, Sophia. Our next episode is going to be Irrational Childhood Fears. Oh my God, I'm already scared. There are so many. <laughs> the pre-com. The pre-com, that's like, all, like that, I feel like that's all the root of all of your fears. I think so. And so you're not going to be able to come up with a topic or a, a subject for next week. Or <laughs> It'll just be all Sophia and all of her irrational uh, fears in general. So many. I have missed this. I know, I've missed this too and I'm glad that we're back. I and told gonna, you we would be back. Yeah, and finally we are. I know. So that's good. Just our lives are finally getting back to a place where we could record these regularly and have them ready to distribute regularly. So we're going to try to do this on a consistent basis. We have about six or seven planned episodes. This is mm-hmm. the first one. Uh, so we will... If I feel like this might be a treasure trove of <laughs> subjects. There are so many. I'm actually really excited about this. Yeah, I I like it because it's, we're just talking about our favorite subjects, ourselves. Uh It's great. And why and how and when and where. Well, I'm Trish. I'm Sophia. And we're we're almost almost there. there. Bye. Bye.